Now batting for the sports animal, your afternoon drive. Number two, Menon, Van Nunley, and Fred Slow. And in the on-deck circle, Robert Buck D. Gibson. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. What it is, Duke City. You're listening to Dave and Buster's Presents Two Men On, and we are live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Colwell Banker Legacy Studio. Just made it into the studio by the skin of my teeth. Just poured back into town from a friend's memorial and had to rinse the the morning off of me. Took a quick shower, got here like 10 minutes to spare. I got stuck in traffic too. I didn't think I was going to get out of traffic today. It's Friday. It is a Friday. It's a Fredless Friday. Here on Two Men On, Fred is on assignment. Beautiful and historic Las Vegas, New Mexico. Lucky for me, A1 top shelf comedian and radio host robert buck d gibson sitting right in front of me how's your day homie good man i'm the same way i got here by the skin of my teeth too so you just poured in from texas yeah i poured in from carlsbad new mexico i didn't like texas but i like austin it's a special place austin is like a a little island in texas it's not like the rest of the surrounding places it's a little different. I like it. There's a different vibe there. Oh, yeah. It's weird. It's quirky. It's yes. artsy. It's musical. Techie. And they know how to party. Yes, they do. Austin turns <laughs> up to 11. Yes, they do. From experience. So I know you hit up 6th Street. Yes. What was the best spot? <sighs> That's the part I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I know I was there. <laughs> Hit up a couple spots. Who else is here? Super producer Mike Vital behind the glass. What's happening, buddy? Glad to have you guys ready to go, man. You made it. Yeah, you, I mean, you it, were yeah. here at a normal, responsible time, and thank you so much for holding down the fort as me and Robert were both on Albuquerque time today. It was just <laughs> weird because I saw one run in, get ready to go, Robert, and then I saw you running in to get ready uh, pretty much close to each other, yeah. so that was funny. I, I could have been a little earlier. I could have been like what I consider to be on time. Mm-hmm. I used to. I like to be like really early to prepare for the show, get my sea legs. I could have came straight here, but there's no way I wanted you guys to smell me oh. in the condition I was in. Thank you for the consideration. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> we celebrated Be-o the life alert. of... Celebrated the life of uh, one of my good high school friends last night till about four or five in the morning. Got up smelling like a distillery. Oh man! And then just hopped in my car in my <laughs> dirty sweatpants that I slept in. I got the road funk on me. So out of consideration to my dudes, I rinsed off. I got well, that highway you. funk. You could have you could have smelt me through the glass. I guarantee it. I was going to say, it's not much ventilation in here either, so we'd have been stuck for three hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the kind of considerate guy that I am. Got a good show for you today, Albuquerque. Talking sports, talking sports adjacent, talking smack on a couple loudmouth athletes. I was legit scared that I was not getting out. Of that traffic jam. It was that bad? Like 45 minutes. 
Was it like, not moving at all? Just wasn't moving at all. Bunch of trucks. Yeah, a lot yeah. of semis. Yeah, it's all. It's always if it is a backup. It's always a bunch of semis back to back to back. That's what it was. And this giant Dodge truck behind me that just kept honking, like it was my fault. <laughs> Like you're the the head of everything. There is 200 semis in front of me, but you're honking at me to hurry up. Yeah. What am I going to do? Drive under the semis? Yeah. Is that what I'm going to do? Right. It's not the Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift. This is real life, homie. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not trying to slip slide underneath your car like Vin Diesel. One time there was a big pile up uh, in Las Vegas. And I was living out there, and I was sitting in line for like almost 30, 40 minutes. And coming down the, right between two cars and a row of cars was a guy in a in a like one of those crotch rockets they call them. Oh those. yeah, sure. He was going about no, I'm not kidding. I never, I'll never forget. He was going about seventy or eighty, right down in between cars, right down the middle. Nah, that's a death wish to me. Yeah, be, right. Nah. I'll never forget that. Should have opened your car door, taught him a lesson. <laughs> right. <laughs> why was i thinking the same thing <laughs> just randomly open your car door just time it it's comically endo <laughs> over the front like a like excite bike just <laughs> <laughs> did you get some grub in austin oh my gosh did you do stubs you know what where i performed the place is called midtown live the best chicken and fish I ever had in my life. Nice. Sounds good. And and what had happened was they... But what had happened they, was... Yeah, what had happened was they served it to me right before I go on. I'm headlining, I'm last. Uh-huh. And I just open up the, the styrofoam. I'm like, nope. <laughs> I will fall asleep on stage after I eat all of this. <laughs> Either that or get bubble guts on yeah. stage. It was the kind you didn't have to put anything on it. Just eat it. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nice, very nice food. Texas doesn't mess around with its uh with its barbecue and oh, its, no. its grilling, its yeah. smoking. Yeah, I'm more of a dry rub guy, but yeah, you're like me. Most Texas sauces are a little sweet for me. I got a pretty good hybrid Texas sauce that I make. I'm gonna have to check that out this summer. We'll be grilling. We're grilling soon if the weather stays like this. I was just telling Mike, I don't know, man. This is the tease. You always get oh, the tease. Always. It's March. And, and, yep. it's, and it's gonna get cold again. They'll have that early April freeze. Yep. The wind's gonna yeah, howl yeah. for a couple weeks. And then you know it's March madness. Then we hit the middle of April and it's beautiful for six months. Dude, we're so spoiled here. Yeah. We're so spoiled here with this weather. It's easy to complain about how bipolar it is and yeah. snow out of nowhere and be seventy the next day, but like once the wind quits after that last freeze, you got six months of just amazing Albuquerque weather. We're so spoiled. I don't want to bring you down, Van, but the only thing that'll be missing is Major League Baseball. Oh, why? <laughs> I was gonna wait till later to break my own heart. Ugh, talk about this more. That's the first thing I think about when this weather comes around. Baseball. It's my favorite time of the year because you know. We talk seriously about mental health on here a lot, but mm-hmm. that's when my seasonal depression goes away. Yeah. Starts to warm up, get outside more, get some sun on my face more often. Feels good. And I'm so excited for Isotopes baseball. Oh, yeah. I, I don't even know what stage of grief I'm in right now with the baseball lockout. 
It comes in waves. Like I'll get angry. You still not angry? I'll do. I'll. Well, I go in and out. Oh, okay. I'll, sometimes I'll be bargaining. I'll be like, you know what? If you just play baseball, I swear I'll I'll volunteer at a nursing home. Like just trying oh, to. Oh, you're one of those. Just trying to make trade offs. I'll, I'll live my life better. Yeah. I'll give stuff to homeless people. <laughs> Which we already do. Like, what give, else can I'll I do? Give more. Give me baseball people. back. <laughs> just bargaining. Making deals with someone that's completely not listening to me whatsoever. Yeah, has no idea that you even exist. Dear Rob Manfred, <laughs> let me tell you all the ways that you've hurt me. I feel like we're getting closer, though. Is that is that the wishful thinking part? Because I, I feel the opposite. It really I feel is. like this is stagnant. It's not going to stop anytime soon. I mean, the Players Association today said they're willing to consider a 14-team playoff. The MLBPA said they're, they're going to consider having a, a smaller collective bargaining tax. So it seems like they're making some concessions here. I just don't see – I mean, the MLBs went this far already. Why would they just back down at the last minute? But do they seem like they really want to get this done, especially the owners? I don't think so sometimes, no, the way they in are, which they push these deadlines down further. Yeah. They are trying to break them. That's exactly They're trying, trying to make to them give in. Calling the bluff. That's what they want to do. But it's not a bluff. Players Union officially rejected the MLB's best and final offer. But then there's another story like an hour after that saying they're still negotiating. So I don't know what that means. Just toying with my heart some more. And there's like a light at the end of the tunnel because they're going to do it eventually. They can't sabotage themselves and miss a whole season of baseball. Yeah, They can posture all they want and cancel a couple games, but they know what's at stake. Yeah, a whole know, lot of money. They know the gravity of the situation. And you know the players associate. I mean the uh, the MLB has accountants just with every possible outcome. Oh yeah, like how many games can we miss until we start digging into the profits? There you go. How do I stay in the black? What's a real date that we have to start by? It's just posturing. They're just playing hardball. They'll never let us know that date. I want someone on the internet because we have some smart people on the internet. Someone needs to find out that date. And just put it out there. Just crunch the numbers and yeah. see, okay, here's the real deadline. Yeah, here's, here's, here's when it gets cutter. real. Yeah. Because of math. Yeah, I'm not messing with it. Because math said. <laughs> I'm good. I am not messing with numbers. Looks like the Cowboys are going to drop Amari Cooper. More of that, more sports, more sports-adjacent content. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back, Albuquerque. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Big shout out to Electric Playhouse, one of my favorite places in town. Keep your ear to the ground for our both dodgeball and wiffle ball leagues. We'll let you know more about that as we get a little closer. So start gathering your friends now. Start getting your business together now. Get your squads together because we have a lot of fun with it. Fredless Friday here, just Van and Robert, and of course, super producer Mike Vitale. Adam Schefter, who doesn't get it wrong very often, reports that the Cowboys are going to either try to trade or release 
Amari Cooper. Wow. 505-246-0610, cowboy fan out there. How does that make you feel? Tell me, how does it make you feel? Well, by the looks of this, it's pretty smart. Pretty smart on their end because it looks like, you know, they were giving them $20 million a year. So if they do an extension, that's $40 million over two years. That's I don't think of him as that type of receiver. I haven't seen it. It seems like he was. He was on his way up. His ascension looked like he was going to be an elite wide receiver and yeah. kind of just leveled off. He's not a $20 million a year guy. And, of course, classic Cowboys overpaying somebody and they underperform. Right. I think they got to punt a lot of these contracts. I mean, you throw in 5 or $10 million, package a draft pick together, Yep, you can get rid of them. All He's of- an above-average player. He's just not a elite number one wide receiver, $20 million a year guy. I think this is all because of – it's kind of spiraling off of all that money they gave Ezekiel Elliott. Sure. That's that's the biggest problem right there. Yeah, that's the big anchor keeping the the team down is Ezekiel. I guess Amari and Ezekiel pretty much in the same boat. Yep. They both look like dual superstars. Like Cowboys Nation, Cowboy Country, thought they, they had a new big three <laughs> with Dak, Zeke, and Amari Cooper. You're right. Not much bang for the buck when you look at the Cooper and Zeke. Especially Zeke. It was a little too late on him. They ran him to the ground and then they paid him. Yeah. You can't expect that to be the same thing for a running back. Not in the NFL. Not not today, man. Uh, NFL running back shelf life is so short. Never pay for past performance. Yep. Especially when wideouts, receivers are the big thing now on offense. It's not the running back anymore. They're just – there's only a few guys. I mean, who in this league is that elite? Derrick Henry? Alvin Kamara? Yep. Christian McCaffrey when he's healthy? I wouldn't even put him. Besides besides those guys, like what game changers? Oh, that's a good question. Man, I got to think about that. Cook? Cook when he's healthy. Aaron Jones oh, has Cook. been serviceable. Yeah. yeah, Aaron Jones. I don't put Aaron Jones as elite. He's very good. I mean, he's been consistent. Oh, for sure. He's a great running back, but I wouldn't put him in the elite category. There's not that many, really. I think you named them all. You could make a good case that it's Derrick Henry and no one else. Derrick Henry, Cook. Not anybody from the Rams. Uh, <laughs> Nick Chubb. He's very talented. Yeah. The Browns. He's talented, but I don't think he's like a, a game changer by himself. Because these these guys, like anything B level and down, yeah, it's replaceable. Yeah, you just get another guy, fourth, fifth, yeah. sixth round, has speed, has hands, you could replace him. I only think there's four: Henry, Cook, Kamara, maybe Chubb. That's it. Okay. There's nobody else that I would put in that. You don't have McCaffrey? Is this because he's too injured? Yeah, too often? he's too, too, too injured. You can't, you can't rely on him. I hate to say it, but the uh, Samuel guy from San Francisco makes plays when he does get the ball from, from the running back position when they put him back there, man. Yeah, he's a hybrid. He doesn't really count. <laughs> oh, I missed one. He's like 
almost elite at two things, yeah. right. which makes him elite three when things, you put them yeah. together. I missed one. Yeah, counting special teams, three. The Who'd Colts, the Colts running back, Jonathan Taylor. Okay. Oh, there yeah, you yeah, go. Right. Yeah. Right. yeah. Good, he's good he's call. a he's a group. Yeah. After that, though, nah. Everyone's replaceable. Hang it up. And if they keep riding Jonathan Taylor Thomas like they've been doing, he's going to mm-hmm. have a Zeke crash. Yep. In the modern NFL, if you're not Derrick Henry, you need two running backs. You need two above-average running backs. You need a, somebody that could pound the hole, giggity, and you need somebody who can <laughs> catch the ball out of the backfield. Two-head monster. That's that's the yeah. Picture. That's that's what it is, and uh, that's why that's what surprised me about the Browns. They have two great running backs. They still didn't do anything. They had a great roster, and they didn't do anything. Yeah. I picked them like a fool. I picked them to go to the NFC Championship. Never again. I mean AFC Championship. Yeah. Excuse yeah. me. I, I was right with you. Never again. Um, the Cowboys, <laughs> you think would have had a good one-two punch, but the main guy just didn't show up. They're dangerously close to comparing the Cowboys to the Browns. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it is what it is. Because <laughs> Tony Pollard, he's he's the breakout guy for the Cowboys. He seems hungrier, hungrier than Zeke, right? He yeah. plays like that, yeah. Yeah. And I'm not, you know, I don't know the situation. It's it's not like I'm saying Zeke got the money and just started chilling out, but his production ain't what it used to be. That's the appearance, though, right? Yep. Somebody's going to take Amari Cooper. Oh yeah, you, there's got to be some kind of. He's good money, as a slot receiver, red zone kind of guy. Money and pick trade. You bundle some money and a pick together. He's still young. It, I think he could work. I think he could be a number one receiver still. I think he's a perfect number two. Yeah. Oh yeah. Most yeah. definitely. Yeah, no, I do too. No, you can't have a number two receiver for twenty million though. No. Well, the thing the thing about the Cowboys, I think they stack their offense so much. It was like they didn't have a, a set go-to guy. With C.D. Lamb, Zeke, then you want uh, your quarterback, Dak, to get his numbers. Like, it was just too much. I think that's what the problem was with Dallas for me. They had too many guys who, who wanted to be the main guy instead of being like a team thing. Dak is better when they got a balance of the run-pass game. You can right. see that. Yeah, you could tell once they went to making Dak the focal point of the offense, that's when I think they yeah, had the problems. Yeah, good point. They'll be above average again next year, and they'll find a replacement for Amari Cooper. They're going to be the class of that division for a while, unless the Redskins wake up or something, but I don't see anybody. If the Redskins get a quarterback, I'll pick them to win the division again. Well, I picked them last year. Well, this <laughs> last season – their whole defense got hurt. And I just wanted some Fitz magic, Fitz man. Fitz magic got hurt. Yeah, yep. The Commanders. I I often. Oh my bad. I call them the Redskins. I cursed on air. <laughs> you didn't even. You didn't even say football team. Nope. I just went, went back to <laughs> the Commanders. I'm curious what Cowboy Nation feels because they usually love their players. I haven't heard anything about. Anyone being upset about losing Cooper? Are they all sold in on C.D. Lamb like that? So I I think a lot of Cowboy fans. Luckily, we got a couple callers into this show that are like reasonable Cowboy fans. Yeah. That's not pie-in-the-sky Cowboy fan. 
that helps balance out a lot of the hyperbole. But they're going to be good again next year, right? I mean, it's oh yeah, the Cowboys. The Cowboys f- fandom is always this is our year, guy. <laughs> There'll be something in the the preseason or something in the off season happens like oh that's that's what we needed. That's yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The last piece we needed. <laughs> it's our year. Every year. My apologies if you're trying to catch us on the Facebook live stream. We had some technical difficulties. We're going to get that up ASAP. Hopefully as early as next segment. I know that the Cowboys want to sign, re-sign Michael Gallup. I think he's a better receiver than Cooper. You think so? Yeah. I think he's as good. I, I think, you know, he ma- he makes plays. Sometimes Cooper takes off a lot of plays. That's the one thing I've noticed with him. Is C.D. Lamb the, the, the main guy? He's the main receiver, right? Yeah, he is. Yeah, he came in and established that, yeah. I think. Yeah, for sure. I like that uh, slot receiver. That was Gallup, huh? Uh, was it Gallup or the other one? Smith? Is that right? Brandon Smith? We got to get it right because you know these Cowboy fans are not playing that, bro. No, but Cedric Cedric Wilson. Wilson, yeah. Cedric Wilson. But I think that's all secondary if Dak and the offensive coordinator, Kellen Moore, don't get it together, right? Be on the same page, which you saw late in the season. That wasn't the case. I just don't understand how Pollard isn't a bigger part of that offense. Clearly, as you can see, that guy, he's a breakout star waiting to happen. I agree completely, man. They should have kept feeding him. Yeah. He's got so much money invested in Zeke. How hey, there you go. He's got to get his rushes. You have to. Yeah. We'll or, see where, Car- where Cooper goes, though. I think he's still got some. going to take him. He's still he's got some game in enough. him. Yeah. If you could get rid of just at least a little bit of that contract, bring it down $5 million, he's worth the money. Mm-hmm. More sports talk on Two Men On, 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. As horrible as I felt this morning from mourning my friend way too hard, the drive up until I hit the the traffic jam flew by. I've been listening to this podcast done by MC Search, and it's uh, about MF Doom. Oh, yeah? What's so, the name of it? Uh, Have I Told You the One About? Have I Told You the One About? You know, that's really good. Alley. I got to check that out. It's real good. Giving his thoughts on Amari Cooper on the Sports Animal Hotline, 505-246-0610. Friend of the show, Lenny. What's happening, guy? Not much, but I'm going to give you two because we got Cooper, but we also have Dalton Schultz, Mm -hmm. the tight end, who's also a free agent. He's going to be more of an impact for whoever team signs him over Cooper. But what I would do with Cooper, I'd give a $5 million signing bonus. $5 $5 million in, in bonuses for showing up to camp and everything else. And the rest of it is just make good money. You play so many games, you get this. So many touchdowns and receptions, like, you know, Gronkowski got last year a million dollars for getting that last touchdown at the end of the season. And give him enough incentive where he can hit $20 million, but if he doesn't, he's only making 10 Because last year he had eight TDs, which was tied for the most in his career. 
So I, if he ends up being your second or third option, mm-hmm. it's still not that bad. I agreed. Make we it just, make it incentive laden off, off of his performance. Right. You can't just say here's twenty million. Thank you. Have a good day, and I'm going to see you at Buffet King. I mean, you, you can't do that. <laughs> you know. Then you have what we call Zion Williamson. You know, he just make it as, as much and make it. And even if he wants to, if he thinks that he can get better, then take a bet on yourself and do a one year prove it deal. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, Jarvis Landry is still a free agent. Teams are going to go looking. I think that Cooper is going to end up with Baltimore because Lamar Jackson needs a few more weapons Ooh. to throw to as he starts slowing down on his running game. Well, he needs, Hol- he needs Hollywood Brown to stop dropping those touchdown balls. And get to a title game. So back, back to your uh, Amari point, I, I do like incentive-laden contracts. Yeah. To a point, you can't have a contract that's just solely incentives because you got to no, no, protect yourself like, against okay, injury, a, et cetera, no, et cetera. It's a $10 million contract that's guaranteed. $5 million of a signing bonus, but that doesn't affect the salary cap as much because it's spread out as a signing bonus over the length of a five-year contract, and you could do the last two years avoidable. So it's basically a three $5 million for showing up for training camp, showing up for mini camp, and for the first game of the season. That's another five. Now you're at 10. The other 10 million is for now you're on a level of, you know, you get the 30 catches, you get this, you get the 40 catches, you get this, 50 catches, you get this, 500 yards, 750 yards, 1,000 yards, you get this, four TDs, six TDs, 10 TDs. You get that. Yeah, I like it. I, I, the problem is if you, you get your worth, you, you milk your market share, whatever the free market determines you deserve, you go out there and get. And Amari Cooper went and got it. He got paid. A couple good seasons, he, he got paid. It. Now, if you're a team, though, and you're looking for a tight end or a receiver, do you want Amari Cooper or Dalton Schultz? I mean, it just all depends on need. But I think you could get Dalton Schultz okay. for way cheaper. I would go with Dalton Schultz, who's yeah. only 23 years old. Mm-hmm. He's going to make 12 and a half to $14 million. And he's one of the top probably five or six tight ends in the league. In his first two years in the league, he was basically a blocking tight end. Yeah, because I'm looking here. I didn't realize he had as many as receiving touchdowns as Cooper with eight. More targets, yeah, more has, more receptions. Average average almost ten yards a, a reception. Yeah, and he's a big boy, so that you know I, I know we're talking about Cooper, but you know if, if you need a tight end, then you you know you, the Jets and Giants need tight ends, especially the Jets. With they got to give Zach Wilson someone to go to. Cooper needs to go to a team that has an established quarterback that needs another receiver. Now they do got some speed in their receiving core. In Baltimore, you put him in there with that speed, mm-hmm. and he's able to open up, and you can't double up on him, he's going to do pretty well. But do you but, feel the same way about Zeke? Yeah, do you try, to punt, you try to punt him in that contract? You have Gallup and you have C.D. Lamb. Okay, so if you have Gallup and C.D. Lamb, you don't need Cooper. But Tony Pollard, to me, was the better running back over Zeke. For sure. 
And I think Cedric Wilson and Michael Gallup can do anything that Amari Cooper can do. You know, and, and here's a better price. one. You let Gallup, you let Cooper go, take a flyer on Jarvis Landry and make a good deal. And make Ooh. him your third receiver. He's no worse than uh, Cooper with terms of injury and playing time. But would you rather have Prescott throwing you the ball or Baker, my shoulders hurt on my ninth <laughs> throwing arm, so I can't throw on my good throwing arm? I think Baker oh, and, Mayfield and, and has Odell sucks, but he pain. just won a Super Bowl. Yeah. They found out real quick Baker. what the issue was I'll play there. For Elliot. Say the that Cow- again. But here's the last thing with the Cowboys, and I'm going to say this until the end of time. Until Jerry Jones fires himself, he will never win a title. Hey, I'm right again. with you on that one. Okay. And, and Jerry Jones won't fire himself because he can't get his head out between the doors for his ego. <laughs> You're exactly <laughs> right on that. So we're just going to see what happens. It's very early with what's going to go on. But And lastly, Tom Brady ends up with the 49ers. Contrary to what Arians says, shut up, Arians. You don't win a Super Bowl without Tom Brady. Okay, you look like a blown-up Lego doll with that gear that you wear during the game. <laughs> okay, you don't win a Super Bowl with Tom Brady. Okay, does he? No, no. of course not. No, and I think, okay, you know what? So it's Tom freaking Brady. So then let Tom Brady go and play wherever he wants to play. You've got your Super Bowl title. That's the reason why Tampa Bay is going back to the creamsicle, because they're about to be that sorry again. Tom, <laughs> That's the reason I, I'll why. I'll make you another bet. Tom, uh, that uh, Fitz Magic ends back up in Tampa Bay on a one-year make on a one-year bridge deal because this draft is so bad with quarterbacks, mm-hmm. and the I don't care what they say, hand size doesn't matter. Point you have an eight and a half inch hand and pick it. Okay, and let's say, and they say hand hands. size is no big deal. He <laughs> threw four hands. interceptions last year in games, and they lost three of them. Yeah, this this quarterback field is not that great at all. I don't. No, I, I, you. I would be surprised with our other kid. Make be the only one. I can't remember his name. The African American kid. Malik he might Lickless. be a, a worthy of a top fifteen pick. Right. But other than that, I can't see another quarterback going in the first round. No, not at all. Malik Willis and has all the intangibles that you want out of a quarterback. Just sign him for anything. The wide receiver that did the 40 and 4-2? Oh, yeah, yeah. Welcome to the care. Raiders. <laughs> when Metcalf first came in the league, all he can do is run straight line. Mm-hmm. Now what are they saying about Metcalf? Fastest receiver in the the combine, no hands. Yep. Welcome to the Raiders. <laughs> That's their MO right. for years. They always draft the fastest guy, and he doesn't turn into anything. <laughs> hey, Lenny, yeah, thanks for the call. Thanks for being a friend of the show. Something. It's called a uh, prisoner. That's another story. <laughs> Appreciate you, Lenny. Talk to you later. I don't. I don't get the. Uh, we, we'll touch on this when we get back. But the small hands thing. I, I don't if know what you, the. I don't know what it hold is. Hold and throw a football. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Right. Your hands being half an inch bigger is not that big a difference. I don't. I don't know why this is a big deal. Hasn't bothered Joe Burrow at all. Yeah. I don't. I don't get it. At, I don't get it. I don't think. Kyler Murray has these big old hands either. He's a little dude. Like, sure. 
I think just because this is what football does, this is what NFL does when it's the season's over. They'll latch onto something like this and blow it up in the media. Yeah. Just let the he looked good to me when he played. He you know, I don't understand what the big deal is. If Kenny Pickett was a woman, you know how much crap the media would get? Oh my gosh. Hand shaming. <laughs> You're just hand shaming him every day. Could you imagine? Yeah. <laughs> he can't even sleep right anymore because yeah. <laughs> he puts his head on a pillow and he tucks his hands and he's just like all uncomfortable with his hands. Well, he, talking about his hands all he day. He walked into the combine. If you didn't, I, I watched like the very beginning. He walked into the combine with his hands in his pocket. <laughs> he did. And that, the first thing, like, yeah, he didn't want nobody talking about his hands. It's like, maybe he was cold. Who cares? Like, Or maybe he was picking something out of his pocket. <laughs> That's what pockets are for, to put your hands in. He's hiding his hands. Come on, man. What are we talking about? More hand talk when we get back. You listen to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back to Dave and Buster's Presents Two Men On. We're so lucky to have so many good sponsors out in the community, and OG Day One or New Mexico Pinon has always been there for us. We love their coffee, first off, the best beans in the game, but more so what they do in the community. So make sure you support New Mexico Pinon Coffee and everything they do here in Albuquerque. Now for more hand shaming. <laughs> <laughs> okay hand talk talk to the hand please there we go so if Kenny Pickett were to start next year he would have the smallest hands by one quarter of an inch what are we talking about man like <laughs> Taysom Hill who has had some fumble problems in the past, last year had the smallest hands in the league at eight and three-quarter inches. Drew Brees had eight and a half. Look, what, how, how well did he do? Me and Drew Brees are the exact same size, mm-hmm. except for he has 40 more pounds of muscle. <laughs> should we all measure our hands? It, you There's should. The measuring tape. I have no clue how to measure. Are they doing it from top to bottom, or you say palm the middle finger? Yeah, you think, or is it like width too? Needs a good hand girth. (laughs) I got I I got better hand girth. Should I be moving up the draft board? (laughs) Let me see your hands. So that's almost two inches smaller, giggity, than Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, and Josh Allen. The biggest hands in the league are Russell Wilson, who is not anywhere close to being the biggest quarterback. No. His freakishly large hands, 10 and a quarter inches. Aaron Rodgers, 10 and an eighth inches. Josh Allen, 10 and an eighth inches. I'm looking here through the history of all this. Anytime this has been an issue, it's never been an issue. Anytime they said something about a quarterback's hands in the combine or or prior to or whatever, they were just fine. I just Googled what is the average hand size, and it is 7.4 inches. <laughs> so a little under 7.5 inches is the average hand size. So during the break, we're going to figure out what our hand size is. Yeah, let's do it. There's got to be some measuring tape somewhere, right? In the break room, maybe? No? Somebody has it. We'll ask one of the techs. 
check this out. I'm looking here. Only one quarterback with hands smaller than nine inches has been a first-round pick. Was Drew Brees? Michael Vick. Oh, Michael Vick. Yeah. yeah. What's so crazy is we remember all of his highlights where he's running down the field holding the ball in one hand. Just flinging it around. <laughs> yeah. Not a care in the world. No issues. So Kenny Pickett's hands are an inch, 1.1 inches longer than average. That seems good enough to hold a football. Yeah. I'm assuming mine are somewhere around average. We're about to find out, though. They said the rule is thumb to pinky. Thumb to pinky. Right. Thumb oh. to pinky. That's how okay. they do it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't even know what that looks like. I'm excited to see how it is. Because uh, I don't have NFL quarterback hands. I can no. throw a football. Yeah. Can you can you palm a basketball? Just barely. Just barely. But I gotta like finagle it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you gotta. I gotta get it. You gotta get. I gotta it. get it just right. <laughs> if it's if it's the right like type of uh, uh, leather. Yeah. Yeah. The grippy kind. Yeah. If it's like a slick new slick basketball, there's yeah, no way. It's not happening. It'll slide right out of my hand. And there's quarterbacks who have huge hands that uh, fumble a lot. I mean, it helps to have big talons, I guess you could say. But uh, I mean, everybody fumbles, right? Well, there was a a study done here. Let me pull it up. I was just looking at it. There is no correlation in between fumbling and hand size. The only correlation in between fumbling is your amount of rushes. There we go. That makes sense. Yeah. You know who has the biggest hands for a quarterback in NFL history? Jim Drunkenmiller. 11.25 11.25 inches. He wasn't great <laughs> at all. <laughs> I think they're overlooking it. I mean, that's what they said about Russell Wilson's height. Yeah. That's what they said about Drew Brees' height. It's always something. They said about Tom Brady's arm. There's so many intangibles that go into being a successful NFL quarterback. You can't just go by somebody's hand size. Yeah. He had a great year. Just look at the game tape. How many times is he cocked back to throw and the ball just flies out of his hand? <laughs> there, now that's the measure right yeah. there. If he if he's doing that like twice a game, you got something to worry about. If he hasn't done it in a year on the game tape, you don't have anything to worry about. I would think this would be more of an issue for receivers. Not quarterbacks. I mean, that's the talk, right? I mean, name one offensive lineman coming out in the draft. See, see, <laughs> offensive lineman doesn't move the meter. No, we got to talk about quarterbacks. We got to yeah. talk about star wide receivers. And if there's nothing good to talk about, we'll talk about your friggin' hands. Talk about that's what we it. do here. Yeah. You got to hand it to the guy. He's taking it well. <laughs> I don't think they're giving him a fair shake, man. No, he didn't point the finger at anybody except for himself. <laughs> His favorite Bible verse is Palms, ten twenty eight. <laughs> it doesn't matter about his hands because he's going to be a quarterback in the pocket. But um, bump. Why, why do you think Brady wanted the balls deflated? 
death. <laughs> Apparently, it travels through the air better too. I don't believe it. I think the more inflated travel better. Yeah. Robert's got a funny story for you coming up, and I am excited to hear it because he started telling me, and I was like, no, 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 no. Save this for the air. This is too good. Story time and more sports-adjacent content when we get back. You listen to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. I'm going to let this bleed. Let it ride out a little bit. LP, man, just makes the sickest beats. I can't handle it. El Producto, producer for Run the Jewel. Man. One of my favorites in the biz. He's been at it for a while, too. This is the late 90s. Mm-hmm. Welcome back to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. One hour in the books, Albuquerque. Five o'clock, it's quitting time. If you just got in your car or you're walking out of the building right now, boy, am I happy for you. Hope you have an amazing weekend planned with your friends and loved ones or just drop out of life and do nothing <laughs> i like that <laughs> sitting across from me robert buck d gibson behind the glass super producer michael vital all right so you had an experience at the airport <laughs> was that literally today that was two days today get on the get, plane getting on the here. plane to come back to albuquerque so I'm sitting there, okay, and you know, you know, I, I, I'm a people watcher. I always like to watch people. Sure, love it. I saw a lady with her dog, and her husband was eating a sandwich, and she was drinking a beer. Just got it. She takes a drink, tips the cup over to the dog. The dog's one of those. What is it? A dachshund, or like a weenie dog, or whatever. Yeah, Dotson. He licks the rim, then licks beer. She takes it back, no no stopping, no nothing, drinks, gives it to the husband, and he drinks too. <laughs> I said, what in the hell is going on? What in the Caucasian is happening <laughs> hey, right now? That was the most Caucasoid thing I've seen all week. <laughs> That's, okay, yeah. today's varsity. <laughs> the varsity of the most Caucasian things you've ever seen. Yeah, that, that was up there. Okay. This is going to be easy. I was like, if you give your dog beer, just get him his own beer. This this varsity is going to be very easy <laughs> because I'm so aggressively white and you're so good at spotting these yes. things. <laughs> We've had these discussions before. This is going to be low-hanging fruit. I was in shock. I was like, what? No, no, no. You don't do that. You don't do that. I think a lot of people... And I don't want to guess a percentage. Let's call it 50-50. Okay. Would be cool with that, I think. What? Yeah. Are you serious? You kiss your dog on the mouth? Hell no. No? No. Uh-uh. I, kiss I, my... see, I see what my dog does with her mouth. Yeah. No. But they got the, the extra acidic saliva, nah. and it kills all the bacteria. Nah, nah. No? Nope. No smoochums for your doggos? My, my dog, my do <laughs> I, have a, I have a mini poodle. Her name is Mamba. When I let Mamba outside, Mamba will not use the bathroom unless she finds poop to sniff and be around. Like, yeah. So you got to poop first? <laughs> that dog's gotta... mouth is not getting anywhere close to my face. She can't deuce until you do? No. I am good. Okay, today's I-9 varsity. The varsity <laughs> of Caucasian 
what happenings, <laughs> events, yeah, stuff, things, whatever we want. We'll call it whatever we want. MLB Player Association <laughs> setting aside a million dollars to help support workers who are impacted by the canceled games. That sounds like something How the much? good guys would do. Yeah. Yeah, right? Yep. It's chump change. But I'm with you, Mike. Like, a million, is that really? It's something. You could spread it out over a lot of people. I mean, it's, you know what it is? It's a million more than zero. Right. It, which is what, what Major League Baseball was going to do until I, the Players Association put out a million. Mm-hmm. And they're like, we're also going to do that. Such a token gesture, though, when you think about it. For sure. They're just trying to take take the shine away from the Players yeah. Association. Yeah, you're it, right. It shows me just how much money that people don't make working at these stadiums. Yes. That's what it really shows. Sure. I, I knew a guy back in Chicago. We worked cup games, and he was a beer guy. And the money that he would make during the season, he'd, take, he'd work that, that season, and he'd take the rest of the year off. Oh, That's wow. Sweet. And is that is that, that because made. of like the tips and things like that? Yeah, probably. All that so. go into yeah. it. Can you believe that? By the way, tip your tip your servers in cash. People. Yes. Yeah. Uncle Sam gets his cut when you go through credit card. Well, it's very smart how they price those though. It's always like a like a even not an even number, but an odd number, like thirteen. So you give them twenty, and they be like, keep the seven. From the text line, who doesn't kiss their dog on the mouth? I, I Look, if, if you're looking at the video, I have my hand raised. <laughs> By the way, the Facebook, <laughs> Facebook live stream is back up. Technical difficulties are taken care of. So if you want to see our jet-lagged and hungover faces, check us out, Two Men On, on Facebook Live. And check out all the social media. We're yeah. at TalkABQ on Instagram and Facebook. We will soon be launching a new Twitter. So... Look out for some friend requests on Twitter. We need some more followers there. We have a pretty cool Instagram. Yeah, I like it. I really do. It's not. I like the content. It's not too prolific. Yeah. I don't bombard. But we got a cool. We got a cool Instagram. You should check it out at TalkABQ. Just search two men on Instagram. So we, that's a jerk move by the MLB. Well, like the Players Association, out of the kindness of their heart. Sets aside a million dollars for these impacted workers, yeah. and the next day MLB was like, uh-uh, me too. I wouldn't even call it a jerk move. It's just an MLB move. Yeah. That's what they do. We should start using that as like a slur. Yeah. Like a new <laughs> yeah. like a new insensitive comment about yeah. somebody. Oh, look at this. So, so MLB. Look how MLB this guy is. <laughs> so MLB of you. Oh, okay. I see you out here, MLB. That's what I'm gonna say next time I see a dog kissing someone in the mouth. You need an MLB. Look at man. that! It's so MLB of them. I kiss, I kiss my like my younger, dumber dog on the mouth because I can't handle it. He won't leave me alone unless I do. Oh, I train, I train my older dog, my I, beagle. I was gonna I ask him. you, have you kissed your dogs in the mouth? And you only do. That's why you get the fifty percent because you got two dogs and you only do one. Half and half. <laughs> yeah, one I do, one I do, one I don't. One of the the dumb one, the corgi. Yeah, I just do it to appease him. Yeah, like trust me, I'm not really into it. <laughs> I like scratchums, you know. Not like enough. Back of the ear, the back of the butt, like yeah. That's how I show my affection. Yeah, he is always up in my face like yeah. a maniac. Yes. So to appease him, I'm like a little bit of you know, oh, good boy. Yeah, now get out of here. <laughs> I'm good. 
Not happening. Okay, if we take the whole population, <laughs> I think it would be more than half. Actually, I do. You know why? If, okay, if we just count dog owners, I think it's more than half. The whole population obviously is going to be below half. Uh, no, I don't think. Look, I, I, Caucasian people are still majority, so I think it's more <laughs> than it's half. More, it's even more than I think? Yes. I don't know any brothers, no sisters. <laughs> That go for that. <laughs> I'm telling you, that is a no-no. It's because you don't like showing affection, that's why. No, 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 <laughs> no. It's, and I, it's like, we're not Michael Vick and the dogs or nothing, but we, we are not kissing them in the mouth. From Share- texture, <laughs> I have four dogs and want to choke them most of the time. <laughs> they always want to lick my face. Not, yeah. not cool. Hashtag not cool. That's how I know the dog that I have were from Caucasian owners before. <laughs> she always wants funny. OG, OG Day One, friend of the show Dylan says, hashtag team little guy. He knows he knows my dog. He's actually babysat yeah. my older dog before. You're, if he's you're, if he's saying team little guy, I think that means he does not make out with dogs. I I just don't get it. Okay, well if you're not Let's say you were comfortable with it. What's the amount of time? What's the over under on the amount of time that you can kiss your dog? And I it's still can't. Fun. I can't even think about it. Man. What What do you I've think, Vital? Like, like, like three kisses? No, I don't, no, okay. no, no. Is three okay? That. Is that yeah. appropriate? Yeah, see, that's one, about what I, I mean, do. How about one? Nah. Just one? See, that's not what I'm talking about. That. <laughs> I'm talking about. I've seen people just let their lips sit there, and the dog licks. The lips. Okay, now that's gross. Yeah, licks the face. That's, that's, that's gross. Not that's uh, hide the peanut butter from that guy. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> Take the utensil that you're eating with, give it to the dog, and then bring it back to your mouth. Something no. wrong there. Yeah, that's <laughs> nah, man. That's that's got to be some type of it's some scientific word for that. Yeah, I, I'm into it. I'm an apologist, but like creepy talk to your dog like a baby like make out with your dog for half an hour just let him lick your face and lick your face yeah that's gross you got some underlying issues that (laughs) there's a lot of people that you need to lay down on the couch there there are a lot of people that confide in their dogs (laughs) i love my dogs i love my dogs i love dogs period yeah yeah. i I do too i probably like strangers dogs more than mine that's how i am but there's a line yeah there's a line but there is with everything, right? It's just a, it's just another thing that we weirdly do as humans. Is like, she, and she did it so nonchalant. Like, <laughs> it was like if you're at the bar with a guy pre-COVID, and you have a beer, you know you're not gonna finish. Hey, it. Like, hey, try this, or this tastes good. Yeah, and that's what she did. Came back. So, what the dog think? The dog go back for seconds? Yeah, the dog was like, "Let me get some more." That's a spoiled dog, And and then didn't tell the husband, just gave him. So I don't know if he was cool with it or not. He just drank. (laughs) (laughs) She treats the dog better than him. I was about to say. The dog, like, foo-fruited it away, like, got his little paw, pushed it away. I'm more of of an IPA guy. Can dogs even drink beer? Dawson's like lagers. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, there's dogs. Can dogs drink beer? Really? Yeah. I give I give my dog, my old dog, little guy, I give him like two ounces of beer every oh. once in a while. Does it calm him down? I'll just put it in a bowl. No, he just likes it. Likes it? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> He's very food motivated. I need something to calm mine down. 
They have puppy Xanax. I don't want to. You drug just put her it out, in with though. their food. I want to drug her out like that. They're strung out on Xanax. Yeah. <laughs> do they have like a a dog uh, Benadryl? They do. Yeah. Yeah. Melatonin. Could, that you could just microdose with like human Benadryl. Just the smallest amount. I hope Pete is. I had, not a, I had a coworker a while back, probably like ten years ago, who got a rescue dog, and it was just an absolute maniac. Yeah. So they'd put Xanax in his food every morning. Well, actually, every meal, just what? so it was like could function normally. Nah, see, I hope Peter's not listening or watching. It can be good. LeBron James and Charles Barkley got beef when Uh-oh. we get back. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back, Duke City. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Shout out to our friends O'Neal's. You want some good food and honest drink? That is your spot. Two Men On is at O'Neal's every Thursday. We alternate in between sites. Fred and a group of friends of the show were at the Heights location yesterday, and we will all be at the Knob Hill location this coming Thursday. Come check us out. Come have some fun with us. And uh, we don't turn down beers, by the way. So buy your boys a beer on Thursday. Speaking of I beers. We'll be there Thursday. My first time. I'll be Speaking there. of beers, Mikey, how was your birthday? Oh, I'm still trying to get over it. I had a, a six pack, so a beer for every decade I was on this earth. You had a six in a row? Jeez. Yeah, and Mikey. I usually don't do that. So, oh, my man, goodness. I felt it yesterday. I felt like what you did yesterday. Well, today is what yeah, I felt. Today. Yeah, today. Right now. Is oh, what I man. Yeah. I bet Mike's a good time after six. Oh, yeah. Oh. I, I don't say Nap much, time. but I don't. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that and I don't shut up is what my girl, would you just shut up? You just kept rambling. I'm 60. I bet <laughs> Mike is an absolute blast, like in between two and five. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Three to four. Yeah. Three to four. I'm three to four is yeah, perfect. That's where. The, that's kind of my happy zone, too. And stop talking. Like, I get that second one in me, and I'm like, okay, things are all right. I'm a little further than that. And then I get a little more in me, and I'm like, you're right. I should be quiet and go to bed. And then one more, you're <laughs> getting naked at Universal Studios. Yeah, baby. <laughs> and, then you get, and then you get past six, and it's like, and one more thing about you. And then it gets over the cliff. <laughs> we, we got so lit last night at my friend's memorial that two of my friends tried to fight each other, and the, there was no reason whatsoever. Oh, man. But the, the reason is is that they were hammered, mm-hmm. and they both loved this guy, and they were, like, around about arguing who loved him. Who loved him? Oh, yeah, that's the worst. Oh, yeah. man. They weren't saying it. But, but they it, weren't yeah, saying yeah, yeah, yeah. It, but yeah. they were saying it. They was hinting it. I had to be the peacemaker. Yeah. Not like a John Cena peacemaker. That would have been poorly. <laughs> LeBron James has met his match. No one can talk smack with Charles Barkley. Why? Why do you even mess with Charles Barkley? Just let him say what he wants. You don't have to retort. Don't take the bait. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. But I'll tell you what. More often than not, Charles tells the truth. Sure. He doesn't sugarcoat it. Yeah. And I think it boils down to Charles Barkley calling LeBron James whiny. Of all the horrible things that you can say mm-hmm. about him, 
whiny is kind of diet. That's like the diet yeah. version of things yeah. that you can describe about LeBron James's demeanor. And let me pre- let me preface this by saying I'm team LeBron. I think he's a great guy. He's amazing to watch on the basketball court. He does great things for the community. Never been in trouble. No scandals. Nothing weird. But, but he is a diva. He is a diva. Oh yeah, you gotta be. You exactly. You See, that's have to be. That's what I was going with. Yeah. You have to be that confident. You yeah. have to have that big personality if you're going to be as big as LeBron James. Yeah, because if you don't have that, then you're not LeBron. I'm looking at what he said. So he refuses to call them the Lakers. He calls them that team from Southern California. Ouch. He says, I'm not talking about these damn losers. Between the nitwits at TNT, the nitwits at ESPN, ESPN, we talk about these losers more than any people in the world. (laughs) (laughs) And it's true. It's true. Any other team with this record does not get the very first spot on sports. They're the Lakers. They've always been the Lakers. I mean, this has been the case. Every time the Lakers were down, back in like, like Eddie Jones and Nick Van Exel days when right. they weren't very good, or, they still got all the attention. Hell, right before he got there, wasn't good. Yeah, still got attention. I mean, they're the Lakers. Showtime. But but I'll tell you this, though. LeBron brings it upon himself because not too long ago, a couple of weeks ago, he was like, I have started playoff mode. They will Lost, it gets hurt. They've lost 15 <laughs> out of 20 games. Uh-huh. They're still in the playoff hunt. Oh, gosh. The They're word still... is he didn't really care about the uh, standing ovation that Michael Jordan was a lot louder than his during the All-Star weekend. Yeah, he's got to let that go. I mean, really? You there can't, is you can't... nothing wrong with being number two. You can't, you can't fight Ghost. Yeah, exactly. There's nothing wrong with being the second best basketball player of all time. Yeah. Nothing wrong. But that goes back to the ego, though. That goes back to the confidence. And that's what got the Lakers in trouble. That's got my team in trouble, his ego. I've been saying it. Hey, bring my boys who've never won anything. We can do it. Since the bubble, (laughs) teams 7 through 10 do the win and get in playoffs. Yeah. Lakers currently sit in ninth, which would have them matched up with the Clippers the and, first round. And that's the team that has swept them <laughs> this, this season. They just lost to them last night Clip, a lot. Clippers yeah, winners of five roll. straight, Lakers losers of four straight. you got to get top six in this NBA. Oh, yeah. To, you don't want to even it. risk it. Yeah. Yeah, you want to make sure that you're signed up for a whole series. But then what happens if they do beat the Clippers? Guess what? Hello, Phoenix. Hello, Warriors. Hello, Utah. Yeah, shut it down. So the 11th place Trailblazers are only two games behind the 9th place Lakers. Jeez. 10th place Pelicans are only one game behind the 9th place Lakers. If the Lakers don't stop this skid, but two, two out of the last 10 – and five out of the last 20 is all the wins they have. So they've been just slip sliding <laughs> towards the bottom. They have a very good chance of just completely missing out on the playoffs. Yeah. Whether it's a play-in game or not. Right. And with this losing streak, I mean, they were nipping on the heels of the Denver Nuggets. But now they just put them way out of the way. They're nine games behind the sixth spot. And the sixth spot is the safe zone. That's not happening. Nope. 
I'm going to see who they plan for the rest of the season. Let's see. About 20 games left in the season, less yeah. than that. Yeah, see, oh, it don't look good. They still got to play the Suns, the Warriors, the Nuggets. That's three games in a row. From the texture, Lakers miss the playoffs. Lock of the century. We could go down to Santa Ana or Sandia somewhere. Take the prop bet for the Lakers to slide out of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. It's probably even money. Yeah. It's probably not even very good odds either. Everybody keeps saying, though, oh, they'll make it. Nah. They're showing us who they are right now every night. I'm one of those people. I still don't think they're that bad. <laughs> I really still don't think they're that bad. They're horrible, man. DeAndre Jordan throws a pass to nobody and gets traded the same night. That was one of the worst passes I've seen in my entire life. In my entire life. It is so bad. It was what? 30 feet? Yeah. Over the head of the guy who's passing it to? Maybe 10 rows up. 10 rows up in the the seat. God, I can't believe it. Only good thing about the Lakers is the HBO documentary that's going to drop. Oh my God! I'm so excited to check that out. That's it. That's the only good thing that's happening with the Lakers right now. I can't wait to watch that. It's called Winning Time: The Rise of the Lakers Dynasty. Mikey, you got HBO? No, no. I'll give you my password. Cool. Let's yeah, I have it too. I was going to say, I'll give you mine as let's well. All, let's all watch it together, and we'll do a segment on it every yeah. week. I think Rob Portnoy was interested in doing a winning time segment. Oh, yeah? He's a big Lakers dork. Okay. I, I, am, I am all in on this. It looks so good. It looks good, and I love the fact that the Lakers and the NBA didn't want anything to do with it, so it's yep. going to be talking about all the juice. Yep. All the dirt. I'm excited. Well, it's better than, than to deal with what the current Lakers are. Oof, a no-show. Yeah. Not the Lake Show, but a no, no show. Uh, Laker fans, we are very, very spoiled. So that's what we're in right now. If we got names, we think we should win. Yeah, I mean, that's that's how spoiled Lakers fans are. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of organizations like that. Yeah. Because, you know, my Houston Rockets, I'm a Fairweather fan, but my Houston Rockets are the worst team in the league. They would love to be in the Lakers position right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no doubt. It's kind of like Yankee fans. There's, what, six teams that would like to trade places with the Lakers right now? Yeah, Yankees fans, the same. Lakers are the Dallas Cowboys of the NBA in terms of just the the drama that you get all the time. Yep. I mean, how many other teams, you guys are right, how many other teams do you get that on a daily, weekly basis? Hardly any at all. I think you're right, the top six, eight teams in the league, maybe. Well, we're, we're witnessing history right now. We're watching... LeBron James's career unfold. Like it's been an absolute treat. Yes. You don't realize what you have until it's gone either. And it's coming to an end. That's the thing that people don't realize. You can't go on forever. No. He's just waiting to play with his son. Yeah. And if he stays healthy, maybe another son. That's going to be an interesting draft. <laughs> that one that year's going to be loaded. That's the year everyone's going to tank. Yeah, the whole league. <laughs> After have, All-Star break, everybody's tanking. If, if you're not a favorite to win the championship, you're going to tank. Yep. Because it's a two-for-one pick. Yeah. That's going to be the year that they get a new arena, new uniforms. They're going to rebrand everything. Everything. Just for that one season. 
So whoever gets Bronny gets LeBron James on a Cleveland. minimum contract. <laughs> Cleveland will get him watch. That'd be that hilarious. Would, that'd be funny. Yeah. I'd love it. That'll be full circle. I can see it happening. When we get back, we're talking sports with KOB TV's very own Brandon Ortega. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back to the program. <clears throat> you got a kiddo who is physically active and wants to do something and needs some extracurricular, make sure you take them to I-9 Sports. Go to I-9Sports.com, search for Chapter 280. I-9 is the proud sponsor of our varsity, and today's varsity is Varsity of Caucasian Stuff. <laughs> so I'm really, <laughs> I'm really excited for today. This is going to be a good one. Joining us right now on the Sports Animal Hotline, friend of the show, friend in real life, back-to-back-to-back New Mexico Sportscaster of the Year. That's totally big hands, I swear. (laughs) Star of TV and radio, Mr. Brandon Ortega. What's up, my guy? Boys, I guess I got big hands. Thanks for that. I heard the whole bit about the big hands. (laughs) So it was it was it was surprisingly entertaining to hear those stats on the hands. So I got some stats for you. Yeah. Uh, super producer Mike Vital went and got us some measuring tape, and me and Robert measured our hands. And I got to tell you, this small hand Kenny Pickett stuff, there might be some validity to it. It's some traction there because I have the same size hands as Kenny Pickett, <laughs> and I should not Very be I should not be an NFL quarterback. <laughs> I'm, I'm. <laughs> I, I, you got a pretty good arm, though, man. I've seen you throw. I, yeah, I got, I got the, I got the shoulder. I got the elbow, just not the hands. Mm. <laughs> My hands okay. are eight and a quarter, which is the exact same as Kenny Pickett. And when I like really stretch my hand out, they're eight and three eighths. So I think there might be some validity to this Kenny Pickett and, stuff. And he's six three. <laughs> He's 6'3". He's 6'3", with your hands. 6'3", and he's got the same size hands as my skinny ass. So there might be something to this. Robert measured in at a very respectable 9 and 1 eighth. I could do some work. Well, congratulations. And um, friend of the show, friend in real life, former quarterback Ned James texted me and said his hands are 10. You got 10-inch hands. Oh, well, well. You know what? I believe that Ned's always got a very uh, strong and uh, firm handshake. He's a powerful so, man. I believe that. Can you give my numbers again, just in case we have any single ladies listening? <laughs> <laughs> one more, one more time. Say, we're really walking a fine line with all, with all, these, all uh, the single single ladies in Albuquerque. We're talking about right now. So, Robert Buck D. Gibson has nine and one eighth inch hands. Five eleven. Five eleven. <laughs> Smart, well, good-looking, well talented, kind. <laughs> Grandmas love him. 505-246-0610. Dogs lick him. No, no, you, no uh, dog's not licking me. 505-246-0610. Get us at the Sports Animal text line and send us your uh, daughter's phone number for Robert. <laughs> You're looking. If you have, Young whether aunties. or not you have a dowry. Young aunties, I'll take them all. Brandon Ortega, what's going on at KOB? Number four Man. on your TV dial, number one in your hearts. 
just like every Friday night in our sports office, it's all about the high school sports. State basketball is here. March Madness is officially underway. We already have games going on around New Mexico. And then when it comes to the Metro, we got some 6 p.m. tip-offs right around the corner. You got with the 6 o'clock, if you're around the Heights, you got Sandia La Cueva over at the Bears Den. If you're on the west side, Santa Fe versus Volcano Vista at 7 o'clock, the defending state champs, looking uh, to keep their undefeated season going. If you're over in Bernalillo, maybe at Santa Ana Stars Casino, looking for some uh, entertainment outside the casino. Bernalillo has only lost one game, and they're led by Jules Aragon, probably the best point guard in my book uh, in the state on the girls' side. Uh, she's unbelievable. They're tipping off at 6 o'clock. Uh, the list goes on. There are so many great games. I think so it's eight times five, 40 games going on tonight for girls basketball and then another 40 for boys basketball on Saturday. So, Brandon, I know everyone knows the powerhouses across the state when it comes to the men, the boys and the girls teams. What are the the dark horses? What are the, the teams that nobody really talks about, but they do have a chance in these tournaments? Well, when you talk about – Teams that are always flying under the radar. I would like to start in the four corners. Farmington, on the girls' side, uh, has an unbelievable squad. They won the district tournament title from La Cueva after the Bears won the regular season title in 5A in their district. La Cueva and Farmington, in my book, have the best defenses outside of Volcano Vista, so they can hang with Volcano Vista defensively. It's just offensively, the Hawks are just head and shoulders above everybody else in 5A. Now in 4A, back in the four corners, you got Kerlin Central, who's the top seed this year. They're looking to get back in the championship game after losing to Gallup last year. So that's a team that's been, they've been great, but they're out in the four corners. So we're here in Albuquerque, so we don't get to cover them as much. So I'm looking forward to see how the Broncos state tournament run goes. They and Bernalillo could be on a collision course. Highland is a game in the Metro for girls basketball. St. Pius and Highland, which is a a district showdown in the first round. The Sartans are are led by Bree Rohde, who does a fantastic job with that young squad. Uh, Highland's got another outstanding point guard in Denise Ryan. In 4A, Ryan and Aragon, who I mentioned in Bernalillo, just unbelievable point guard play in that classification. So, yeah, there's Stories galore when it comes to state basketball and on the girls' side. They are underway. We've got some small schools playing right now as we speak, and then the big schools are getting ready to tip off at 6 p.m. and 7 p.m. To uh, Lobo men's, potentially the last game of the year tomorrow. It's senior night for these boys. Can you like give us a quick wrap-up of this year? What do you think the big themes were from this Lobo men's basketball team? Well, Richard Bettino from the word go – has not shied away from this is a rebuilding year. He hasn't been concerned with the game, the amount of wins they've been racking up, although they have got twice as many wins this year as they did last right. year, so that, that was a nice step in the right direction for them. Yeah, it's, it's a young team. When you talk about their, you know, the players that are playing the most minutes, Jalen House, Jamal Mashburn Jr., Jay Allen Tovar, just inexperience at the D1 level and especially being like the go-to guys. So they've just been growing right in front of our eyes all season long. But I do want to mention on the walk-ons for senior night, you have Clay Patterson, Jordan Arroyo, a Rio Rancho grad, and a Trisco Heritage grad, both state champs. 
at the high school level. You talk about unselfishness. You talk about dedication. These are guys that work as hard as anybody in practice and never get to play, and they never complain about it, and they earn scholarships for the first time just weeks ago, which was an amazing video to see. If you haven't seen it on the, the Lobo Basketball Twitter, check it out. It's a, it's a great moment. Coach Patino, after they beat Wyoming, announced that Patterson and Arroyo were now on scholarship. And uh, that's just like, awesome. man, that's a, that's a, it tugs on the heartstrings right there when you talk about people that deserve great things. And Clay Patterson and Jordan Arroyo are two of those. So do you think this could be a stepping stone to something bigger and better next year for the boys? Um, because I believe seasons like this galvanize a team. Like, when you have that experience, a lot of things don't go your way. It just makes you that much tougher for the next year to come. Do you think that's going to happen with the Lobos? For sure, yeah. They've dealt with injuries. They've dealt with uh, an unexpected transfer, and then that transfer uh, got into a horrific accident. Mm -hmm. And So you talk about adversity outside of the basketball court. The Lobos have certainly had their fair share of it, and, and – yeah, we've been seeing them grow a lot on the court. I think this team is growing even more off the court. They're maturing at a, at a great rate. And the next step is just to keep adding more pieces that can complement guys like Jalen House and Jamal Mashburn Jr. and Jay Allen Tobar. We've been seeing these younger guys, and you got people like K.J. Jenkins showing his ability to score and, and his ability to compete at D1 level for the first time after playing D2 and Juco. There's some great stories on this team. It's, a, it's all a matter of can Coach Patino and his staff keep adding other great pieces around them that fit and get the Lobos back to where they used to be in the Mountain West, in the Mountain West, which is uh, the top. They used to be there. How excited are you for winning time? Winning time? The HBO series about the Showtime Lakers. Oh, I didn't even know that was the title of it. <laughs> are you oh, serious? God, I can't wait. Yeah, when did it come out? You're Isn't a it Lakers out fan. Month? You didn't know about this? Well, I, I knew about the show. I just you didn't, didn't know, know it was called it. Winning oh, Time. I thought it would have been okay. like Showtime. Okay, okay, or, okay. Or so. Yeah, yeah starts, but when does it come starts out? Starts this week. Starts Sunday. Yep, Sunday's first episode. Nice. I'm an HBO guy. I, I've, I've watched HBO programming for, for decades now, from The Sopranos to Entourage to now there's some great shows. Uh, Righteous Gemstones, I'm a big fan of. Oh, Gemstones um, somewhere, is great. Some, someone Somewhere is a, some underrated comedy. I mean, they do comedy. Better than anybody, I feel like HBO does. And Adam McKay is an outstanding comedic director, but mm -hmm. he's really shown his chops to make comedic content heavy. And uh, there's going to be some stuff to chew on when it comes to the Showtime Lakers. So, and they casted it really interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, I can't wait to see that get going this week. We need to do like some kind of winning time watch party. Yeah. Find like a bar, or restaurant, like friends of the show. Can we could all meet at the same time and watch it together? I got my man cave, too. There's that, too. Uh-oh. Well, I was going to invite some strangers, so if I don't want to invite <laughs> some strangers over to your house. Then let's go to the bar. You have such a, <laughs> you have such a lovely home. I don't... <laughs> Star TV and Radio, KOB TV's very own Brandon Ortega. Thank you for being a friend of the show, and thank you for being such a great friend in real life. The weather's about to turn. Let's go golfing. Ooh, yes, please. Yes, please. Would love to golf. KOB tonight, New Mexico game day starts at 1030 with your state basketball. And uh, we got some great stories coming up at 6 o'clock. I went golfing with New Mexico United's Chris Weehan. 
which is a fun little story. Ah. Check that out at 6 o'clock. And uh, always great hanging out with you guys. Send the fam my love. Love you, brother. Right back at you. KOB TV's very own Brandon Ortega. More sports-adjacent content when we get back. You're listening to 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. What did I tell you about pop country? <laughs> I thought we had this talk, Mikey. Put this on the varsity. We don't do pop Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Country right. music goes on the varsity Definitely. for sure. It fits. Varsity of Caucasian stuff. Country music. Wrote that down. There we go. That's what it sounds like when I write down stuff. Welcome back to Two Men On. And we wouldn't be here without our friends and sponsors like the YMCA. We love the YMCA. We start every day at the YMCA, and that's just not a that's not just a tagline. We actually go and work out at the YMCA almost every weekday morning. It's an amazing spot with amazing people, and I encourage you to find your why. Can you think of the worst case of the yips you've ever seen? Yips? Yips. Mm. The reason I bring this up seen a is lot. because I just saw a highlight over my shoulder okay. of professional golfer and a top-shelf professional golfer, John Rahm. Mm-hmm. He got the yips on a putt, missed a 10-inch putt. That's... Oh. I'm doing... You can't see me right here, but I'm, I'm doing... 10 inches with my fingers. Yeah. He just he got down, measured out the putt, did a little tappy, and then held up at mm-hmm. the last minute and made the ball roll like two inches. I'm not sure what it's going to cost him in the grand scheme of things in was, the tournament. I was going to ask, what was his position? He had the, Was he on the leaderboard? I, I didn't look into it. I just, mm. saw, I just saw the yip. He had to be if they showed it. I feel like I get the yips in life sometimes. I'm, I'm a talker, right? Yeah. I'm verbose. Yeah. I'm loquacious. And I was having trouble talking a couple days ago, just like just starting like a basic conversation. Really? I think I might have been burnt out. I may have been tired. I may have worked too hard. Okay. But I was like sitting across from my friend that I like really care about, like catching up. Mm-hmm. And I was just like nodding my head. He's like, you Okay. And it's like, I wasn't talking then. He's like, are you having a stroke? And I'm like, I might be. What? <laughs> I can't see that happening to you. <laughs> For real. I just like couldn't find the words to talk. Like Even just basic small talk with a friend that I really care about. I was just like. Way to make him feel special. I know, right? <laughs> I did own up to it and I did yeah. make up for it. But I had the yips in real life. Like Chuck Knobloch. Oh, no. Trying to throw the ball to the first baseman. Isn't that just ridiculously comical? Oh, man. And pitchers. Pitchers are the weirdest. Like, pitchers, they throw the ball 90, 95, 100 miles an hour in this little three-foot by two-foot space Mm -hmm. called the strike zone, and they're better at it than anyone in the world. A grounder gets hit to them, and they have to throw it to the first base. And all of a sudden, (laughs) they turn into an eight-year-old kid Who's never thrown a baseball before? They get the T Rex Gator arm. It's the craziest thing. Yeah, I I pitched for a long time. I pitched even to adulthood, and I never had the yips mm-hmm. like throwing the first base. Like baseball is such a mental game. Yeah, 
that there's some mental stuff always going on. You could you could trick yourself into thinking of something way a certain way. You can overthink things, blah blah blah. But I've never had like straight up yips. So whenever I see it, it is bonkers. Mm-hmm. And there's been so many like studies done, like sports psychologists. Like there's people who get paid handsomely to make sure that these players don't get yips. Knobloch's the most famous, right? He's the most famous one, has to be. Yes. From where he began his career to where he turned it into, I was like, what? First-round draft pick, yeah. all-star second baseman, yeah. couldn't throw the ball to first base. It's crazy. I, I like how mental health has taken a turn for the positive. It's not as damning to your career anymore. Because usually, like, seeking help, historically meant like oh you're soft you're done you're yeah soft you can't hang yeah but now people are realizing more and more how important the mental health aspect is if you can avoid the yips if you can avoid mm-hmm. the anxiety you can avoid all that I'm, I'm just glad that's not the scientific term the medical term the yips yeah <laughs> it could be like like a self-scientific discovery, like, oh, this, yeah. is, this is what we call the yeah, but, Young Intellectual yeah. Partnership <laughs> Station. We call it the Yips. Severe case of the Yips. Two hours in the books, having a blast with it, flying right by. I'm going to go next door and invite whoever these brewers are. I know one of them. I'm going to invite these brewers over here. Mikey, you thirsty? You need another birthday beer? I could always use a beer. We might have we might have a guest sit down with this next segment. I'm yeah. not sure. They're getting it in too. Pretty loud. Jeff Grammer coming up at six fifteen. Aaron Rodgers was voted the most hated person in football. And wow. we're gonna hit on that. You're listening to Two Men On on ninety five point nine FM and AM six ten, the sports animal. I'm gonna try to find a charming picture of you <laughs> to put on the live stream. Do better. <laughs> Oh, no. Coming in, coming in hot here. Googling me right now? Don't do it. Special guest <laughs> in the building. Friend of the show, friend in real life, formerly of the New Mexico Brewers Guild. That's right. Passing the baton next door. It's very bittersweet. Thirsty Friday, beer Friday. Beer Friday on the TJ Trout Show, and we... Uh... And I just, I, in, I inducted the new executive director of the New Mexico Brewers Guild in, and it was very bittersweet in my heart. How exciting. Oh, do you want the beach selfie? I'll Whatever. put the, the sure. beach picture. The beach one, probably. Okay. Let's see. Definitely, the, we're putting the beach one I on I had one. seaweed on my head. I, I was in the Bahamas, and I felt very mermaidy. And... Okay. Well, we're about to introduce <laughs> you to the digital world here. Great. Here we go. Okay. So what's the new gig? What are you doing now? So I was uh, executive director of the New Mexico Brewers Guild for three years. And I, uh, you know, it's been a rough couple years we've been in. And, yeah, don't say. Uh, yep. Yeah. And so the Brewers Guild is a nonprofit. And so when you're an executive director of a nonprofit, you do like 20 million jobs. And I finally, I feel like I just got to the point where I just want to do like one or two things that I feel like I'm really good at rather than feeling like I'm not doing anything yeah. great in one realm. So I gave my resignation, and uh, now Leah Black Consulting is live in effect. I'm marketing. That's my love. That's my passion. And uh, so I'm doing – I have a couple contracts now. Actually, one of the things I'm doing, which is so funny, people joke, I went from beer to trash, but I'm working with our <laughs> Albuquerque Solid Waste <laughs> Department, and I'm actually really proud of it. You guys need to go to our YouTube channel. It's Keep – 
Albuquerque Beautiful, keep ABQ beautiful. And we started this series of videos, and it's called Talking Trash Tuesdays. Yeah. And the director of Solid Waste is irreverent and hilarious and crazy, and I bring him these ideas, and he's like, let's do it. And so we do these crazy videos, because trash is not sexy or creative or fun to talk about. Yeah, you don't say. You, right? And you guys are already nodding off because I'm talking about trash. Well, but- I was going to say, I have, a, I, have a, I have an extensive history in trash. I've been called that a couple times. So... <laughs> You're like, I'm tuning up. Yeah. Who's this lady coming in here? Anyway, so we're doing these funny things. I got some of the guys. I recruited some of the guys from Solid Waste to be the Keep Burke Clean Fairies. Mm-hmm. And we talk about how you can recycle right. And you got you guys got to go watch them. They're hilarious. They're silly. And we're doing all kinds of stuff. So, so yeah. So, I'm, I'm helping people market in a new way. That's dope. Yeah. But what did you bring us today? Because this is very good. Oh, good. I'm, okay. I'm already halfway in. So, so uh. Jumping over from where we were next door, this is Rio Bravo Brewing. They do a beer release on the first Friday of every month. They're right here downtown. Mm-hmm. And this is their brewski. It's a Hellas, which is like a lighter lager. Hella, hella, hella. Okay. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's what you cracked open. And I think the funny thing is, normally Hellas's are low ABV. I think what you're drinking is like a 7% beer. Oh. Thanks for <laughs> the warning. Gee. It is way smoother than 7%. I was going to say, let me slow down. <laughs> It's this gonna does sneak not up on you. 7%. We, we still got an hour. Let me chill out. Hour of this. We got to keep it straight. So, are you taking on new contracts, or I am. are you booked? Yeah, you no, I am. Uh, yeah, the thing, the two things I'm doing right now are are sort of uh, part time gigs, and you know everything is temporary. Sadly, even though I love what I'm doing right now, you know contracts do expire, and I have a couple of what do you call them? Things in the fire. Embers oh, in, the in the fire? Mm-hmm. No, I never. Irons in the fire? Something like something? that. Something? Um, but yeah, so if somebody wants help with marketing or kind of just even learning how to better market themselves, that's kind of been my jam for I don't want to say how many years. I have a question about that because I always hear people, I run into people who they have a big problem with marketing, but they don't understand that it that's an actual skill. Yeah. What are, what are you, not to, you know, give out free information yeah, yeah. or free advice, what's the first thing you would tell someone who's looking to better market themselves or their company? I would say be findable. Like if mm-hmm. you go Google somebody and you can't find who they are or how to contact them, because this day and age you should be able to find somebody's email, right? phone number. If you don't right. have a brick and mortar, you got to have an email or some social media. Everybody's got it. If you don't have a website, Put your Facebook, put your, put somehow, make yourself findable. Right. And if you don't know how to do that, I can help you. <laughs> so you, you, used to wor- you used to work here for quite some time. I did. Well, and then, you know, I was like 12 when I worked here, let's say. <laughs> I think those uh, I child for- labor laws. I was about to say what? You're not say- supposed to, you just rat it out, <laughs> cumulus. She was 12. Now <laughs> she's handing out beers. I said, <laughs> golly. Was that your old job too? <laughs> yes. I'm still very young. You so you're very comfortable here. Yeah. And you're very comfortable on a microphone. I worked, We've had you on the show a ton of times throughout the last few years. I worked in radio and then I did TV, but I was in this building for almost a decade. Boom. Yeah. yeah. You know your way around. I do. You know the horseshoe. Yeah. Yeah. I love I, it. I miss it a lot of times. And then there's a lot of things I don't miss about it, but I'm sure you guys know those things. You can just say Eric Strauss. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so I just Googled myself. I think I'm doing a pretty good job. Oh, good. Let me know. What Robert you- Bug D. Gibson, and it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Wow. Like the first nine things that come up that's, is actually myself. That's great. Yeah. I think doing that's great. Good. I, it's funny because Leah Black was also a Real Housewives of 
Atlanta or somewhere. Yeah. But she spells her name L-E-A, and I'm L-E-H, okay. by the way. But I had people mad tweeting me one time, and they were like, I can't believe you did this. Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, what is going on? And that was right when it yeah. came out. And I was like, oh, wrong this one. lady stealing my thunder? Yeah, wrong one. <laughs> yeah, so don't get it confused. I'm not that lady. Friend of the show, Craig says... Leah is awesome. ABQ Radio legend. Oh, that's rad. Yeah, Michael Moxie. That's the reason I moved to Albuquerque. I'm from Denver originally. Okay. And I started there at 106.7 KBPI Rocks of Rockies, except they're not that uh, number on the dial anymore, I don't think. And I came here to be on 103.3 The Zone, Rest in Power, uh, with Michael Moxie. And it was like an alternative station at the time. And it was only on the air for like a year and a half. And then I went to 93.3 KOBFM. Which is now the Q. The Q. The Q. I mean, it used to be whenever I Googled myself, yeah. there would be a mug shot from when I got arrested. <laughs> no, I didn't do the image search. Nope. Like, I'm not, nope. <laughs> but like 15 years ago, yeah. a mug shot, and it would be the first thing that used to pop up no. when you would search my name. Like every time I'd like go to a job interview or- Did you get you know, it expunged? I did. You, oh, you I really did. did. No, I did. Uh, it was on a pay website. So it was like releasemymugshot.com or something no. like that. So like that they attached it to a bazillion Google searches. So whenever you put in my name, boom, the first thing's a mugshot and they want you to go to the website and pay for it. But I yeah. I you know, obviously I just emailed them like yeah. an angry Karen letter <laughs> and then like a a week later it just disappeared off the internet. I was like, "Thank God." Yes. I love Cause it. Cuz I I swear I I sit down at job interviews, I'd be like, Okay, let me lead with this. Yeah. You're going to Google me when I walk out of here. Yeah. It's going to be a mugshot of me from 15 years and I'm ago. I'm sorry I even have to tell you this yeah. right now. And actually, to be fair. To be fair. Uh, to be fair. It was a very charming picture. Like It was, a, <laughs> it was like one of those sexy <laughs> mugshots. I don't think there's like, any of those. Buzz, you better show me like it now. Buzzfeed. Oh, it doesn't exist anymore. It's like I got rid of it. it somewhere. I, I never saved it. Uh, you got I didn't want to look at it. You got some pull if you can do that. <laughs> well, they didn't pull. want me to like I want to remind people. In this day and age, because it's not 15 years ago, you probably can't ever get rid of a mugshot if it's online now. So yeah. Yeah, they got to right. have it buried somewhere. Yeah. Whenever I make my next step in my career, I bet it resurfaces. <laughs> They're like, oh, we'll extort him for more this time. So I did an image search of myself. On the second row is the video of my four-year-old daughter putting makeup on. <laughs> putting makeup on me. <laughs> I really want to see this. I, I got I got flyers, stand up live. I'm performing, and bam, that's that, what comes up. That is on the Anytime second row, right there. You get a precious child, especially putting makeup on a man or a woman, but yeah. especially their dad. Like that's yeah. priceless. Yeah. And Have they, you seen it, how much The Rock has his daughter like put whipped cream in his face and trick him, trick him every yeah, time? Yeah, yeah. It's I, mean, I love. I'll watch it all day. I've, I, I want to see that link, by the way. I, it's right here. We'll okay. see it on the break. I haven't Googled myself in forever. Yeah, me neither. In the image search, the second picture of me is with Rio Rancho Mayor Greg Hall. Mm-hmm. The third picture of me is with Albuquerque Mayor Tim Kelly. There we go. You're like, making the rounds of the Dang, son. You got to hit the governor next. Oh, yeah. And then the fourth picture of me is a very African-American male named Vincent Nunley. <laughs> Who plays for the University of Washington. I did a bit like this You're before. You're not going to confuse me with this guy. No, I did a bit like this before on Facebook. I, I was like, let me find everyone with my name. Yes, that's hilarious. And you just, and then you tag them, you put their pictures in there. <laughs> They're like, who is this dude? There's only two Van Nunleys. Yeah. And the world.
Yeah. The other one's my father. No. Yeah. The other one's my father. How do you know this to be Seriously? true? Seriously? Because I aggressively Googled it before. Wow. Yeah, I, was like, I wonder because, if there's another one. Like I mentioned, just because you'll find out on Google doesn't mean they're the only people in the world that exist. Right. You could have like some people in, I don't know, what is your last name? English or something? Sure. It's very English. <laughs> Ancestry. It's aggressively English. Thank you. Yeah. I, I want to ask you one more question about marketing. What's, one of, what's the number one rule about bad marketing? Oh, like what not to do? Yeah. Oh, that's a good, you got me thinking on this. I, I don't have a quick go-to on that. Um, I would say too many selfies is poor, poor form. Yeah. I would, th I think people, there was a time for that maybe. And I think that people, they're like, okay, cool. That's your face. But like, what are you doing in life? What are right. you looking at? Where are you? Like, it's cool to see your pretty pout mouth, but let's see something else with substance. You know, no Oop. offense to, I have friends that do it, but don't do it guys. Leah Black, thanks for stopping in. Always a pleasure, darling. Of course, thanks for having me. Hit us with your information again. Where can they contact you? Um, at Nomadic Leah Black on Instagram, and then just Leah Black on Facebook. I think, actually, it's just Facebook.com slash Leah Black. What's up? Oh, I, I, I stole that years ago. So, um, And then Twitter, Leah Black Attack. So, yeah, just you can find me. Reach out and whatever. If you just want to chat and have coffee, I can help you with some tips and get you going. Leah Black, thank you so much. Always a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Cool. Albuquerque Journal's Jeff Grammer when we get back. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. The heat is on. Why not? It's Friday. <laughs> you never dropped this one on me before. That's a first time, isn't it? Yeah, I haven't heard it. Sneaky. You sneaky guy. You've been waiting for this one. Welcome back to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. We wouldn't be who we are without our friends and partners like John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy. We are in the John Lopez Real Estate studio right now. And any questions you have about real estate, buying, selling, investing, or even if you're curious about real estate employment, John Lopez is the man for you. Check out John Lopez Real Estate Coldwell Banker Legacy. 505-246-0610. Connect with us on the Sports Animal Hotline and the Sports Animal Text Line of the same number. And on the Sports Animal Hotline right now, all Things Mountain West Tournament. Jeff Grammer of the Albuquerque Journal. What's happening, my guy? What's going on, man? How you doing? Doing good, man. Have a good night. It's Friday. It's very, very Friday for me. But the life of a journalist, there's no stopping. You're 24-7, uh, 365, baby. Yeah, it's, uh, it's um, I, I like to... Times like this, I, I kind of uh, have to remind myself that all the other times, um, you know, I get paid to watch a basketball game a lot of times. So, like, I can't complain too much that, you know, I'll be spending a whole lot of Friday nights and, and weekends away from the family and uh, working till till the wee hours in the morning because uh, the payoff is I'm, I'm covering sports. Why, why complain about that? Uh, are you going to go to Vegas? Yeah. Yeah, I'll be out there. I'll be out there Tuesday through next Sunday. So do you do the other tournaments as well, or are you just focused on Mountain West? Uh, Mountain West and WAC, I mean, depending on how the Lobos do, my primary beat will always always be whatever Lobo men's uh, basketball is doing. So um, the last several years, they're now on an eight-year hiatus from postseason play beyond the Mountain West tournament. So um, they haven't exactly been 
been keeping me too busy in this Mountain West tournament week. So I've been doing a lot of, uh, of whack tournament coverage and uh, stuff like that after the Lobos lose and are done with their season. We'd love to get you on later to do a complete, all-encompassing year in review, but could you give us a quick synopsis of how you saw the Lobo men's season play out? Yeah, sure. I mean, I, I think that um, fan, the, you know, fan comes from fanatics, so I, I do think some people sure. that root for these teams sometimes kind of lose perspective when there's one loss and they think the, the sky is falling, there's one win and they think look we're, we're, we're right back we're back to where we were eight years ago well you know this was a huge rebuilding project for the Lobos people like almost don't want to hear it um around here that that it was such a rebuild but the this is what most people around the Mountain West Conference expected of the Lobos they were picked tied for eighth and ninth place um in the preseason media poll the people not just locally and not just me but the people around the Mountain West that cover this league Pick them in a preseason tie for eighth or ninth, and they're playing next Wednesday in the eight-nine game of the Mountain West tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, they will finish ninth, so that is about what people expected. They they do have two building blocks and two guards that um, are are the future. They will add some pieces around them. There's a lot of role players on this team outside of Jamal Mashburn Jr. and Jalen House that that probably wouldn't be starters on a whole lot of Mountain West teams. Um, in fact, I think those are the only two that I know would start on pretty much any Mountain West team. But that doesn't mean all those other players aren't valuable um, role players and, and additional pieces that are going to build this thing towards the future. They just need to get a graduate transfer to next year. Not even a graduate transfer. The, the one-time transfer rule means they just need a transfer in general that will help the, the, the front court. They they came into the season. They, they started the spring – I'm sorry, the fall semester – thinking Valdir Manuel, 6'11 forward from last year's team, was going to be one of their top two centers. Um, Jethro Muscadin, the Kansas transfer, started 12 games. He was the starting center. Both of those guys, one of them never played. One of them left in December. They move in another guy to be the starting center, Emmanuel Quach, and he breaks his leg in front of the team bench against Utah State on January 8th. Mm. So they're three centers down. Um, they were already going to be a, a kind of work-in-progress kind of defensive team. Um, they were never going to be really good at it. But when you lose three centers and you can't protect the rim anymore, you become a really bad defensive team. Sure, right. So all of that is to say this. They doubled last year's win total. Boom. They were 304 in the in the net last year. They're 160 right now. They, they improved in every way other than they're still in the 8-9 game this week. Um, fans aren't going to see them in an NCAA tournament, I don't expect. They, they can win the Mountain West tournament and get there, but I don't see that happening. So I, I think they did everything you're supposed to do in what was a major rebuild from the last place team in this league from a year ago. So I would say everything, you know, I wouldn't give them an A, but I'd, I'd give them a solid B, B-plus for uh, a season that was supposed to be towards building towards next year. I think that's what exactly they did this year. Hey, we keep doubling that win total. We're undefeated in three years, right? There we go. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, with the Lobos playing Vegas tomorrow, are are they pretty much set where their seating is in the Mountain West tournament? It, it, yeah, will both, tomorrow's, both will tomorrow's... Are, yeah, both teams are actually set. So tomorrow's game, 9 p.m., regular season finale, 9 p.m. on a Saturday night. The game means technically nothing for either team. Um, it is a senior night game for the Lobos. Uh, they will honor two walk-ons who, who just got put on scholarship a couple weeks ago, local kids, Jordan Arroyo and Clay Patterson, but also Saquon Singleton, a guy who I'm working on a, a feature for tomorrow's paper here 
Um, and those three guys will be moving on after this year, and uh, those three seniors. And, you know, there's there's that to play for. Obviously, senior night's kind of emotional, but, but the foundation or the core of this team isn't built on seniors or even juniors, frankly, at this point. Um, they, they have, you know, they'll be playing and it'll be emotional for those guys, but the Lobos don't have the emotional kind of senior night where three or four of their starters are, are playing their last game in the pit. As for UNLV, they've been, they've been a hot team the last month. They, they played themselves into the number five seed of the Mountain West tournament. So they win or lose, they'll still be the five seed. And uh, so they don't really exactly have anything to play for in terms of that. Now they're trying to become an NIT team. They, they won't move their way into an NCAA tournament kind of level team, but they can be an NIT team. And so maybe in that regard, there's something on the line. If they lose to New Mexico, that, that'll certainly hurt their NIT chances. But really, realistically, the, there's not a whole lot riding on tomorrow night's game other than it'll be the last time you get to see a Lobo basketball team, men's or women, um, in the pit until next season. Wyoming there for a minute looked like the cream of the Mountain West, but they've hit a really bad slide recently. Are they, are they out of it for the year? Did other teams figure them out? What's going on with this Wyoming team? Yeah, it was uh, February 15th when they came and played here in the pit. Boom. It was their first game that uh, they were ranked since 2015. They were ranked 22nd in the country. They were riding high. They were, for uh, for a minute there, they were alone in, I think, for a two-day period, um, alone in first place in the Mountain West, and then they were tied for, for a week or two there, too, as well. But um, they they really were the, the story of not only the league but, but around the country. Um, then, then they lose to the Lobos. They they lost four out of their last six. Since then, they they have fallen out in my mind. I think a lot of people assumed they were the the lock team that was in the mount or in the in the NCAA discussion. I, I just said uh, on a show in California earlier this evening, uh, talking about the same topic. Like I, I think Wyoming might have played themselves out of the NCAA tournament. They they better win uh, a game or two in the tournament next week, and they better not lose tomorrow. They play Fresno State at home. Um, in a game like UNLV in New Mexico, neither win or lose, they're both locked into what seeds they're in in the tournament next week for the Mountain West tournament. But Wyoming better not lose again if they expect to uh, to still get into the NCAA tournament because while they were a lock just two or three weeks ago, the, the loss in the pit really set them on a tailspin that uh, I think they've played their way out of it at this point. Jeff, I got to ask you do, you, do you see this tournament playing how we see it on paper? just the favorites winning all the way out? Or will there be any type of upsets throughout the tournament? Well, I think this is the, the most competitive Mountain West tournament since 2013, and there are seven teams that have a chance to win it. So, no, I, I, I don't see chalk the whole way through. I think part of why the Mountain West is statistically rated equal with the ACC this year, um, with Duke being the only really slam dunk kind of head and shoulders team above everyone else in the ACC, the Mountain West statistically is actually on par with both the Pac-12 and the ACC this year, according to the metrics. Um, the reason for that is you're seven deep in the Mountain West, where your top seven teams all the way through Boise State, the league champion, and then Colorado State and San Diego State, those are the other two teams I think are already in the NCAA tournament. But then you got Wyoming, UNLV, Fresno State, and Utah State on any given night can beat any other team in this league. Um, I do think even the Lobos at nine – if their two guards get hot, well, yeah, they have a chance against about just about anybody because they have two really good shooters and two scorers. Um, but, yeah, this team, I think, seven deep has have a chance to win the tournament next week. So I haven't seen it like that in the Mountain West in a really long time. There's usually 
two, maybe three teams that I think have a chance to win it. This year, I think there's seven that have a chance. Wow. So uh, for New Mexico to have a chance, you know, everyone has a chance. You're in the tournament. Is it all just hitting your threes, causing turnovers? Is this the New Mexico game plan going forward? It's, it's getting to the free throw line, really. I think that if Jamal Mashburn Jr., who is one of only two players to score in double digits every Mountain West game this season, um, the other being Bryce Hamilton, who plays for UNLV, and he's number eight in the country in scoring, 22 points a game. He'll be here tomorrow night. Um, those two guys are the only two who have scored double digits every game. So you know what you're getting out of Jamal Mashburn Jr. every night. You're getting a consistent 15 to 25-ish point game. What you need is Jalen House, who is he scored the most points in a single game this year in the Mountain West and with 42 against Air Force. He had the most assists in the game with 13 against San Jose State. He leads the league by quite a distance in steals. He, he does the great really well. He just doesn't do it all the time. So if you had any consistency out of, out of Jalen House, you'd know what you were getting. You're also not going to win as many games as, as they have. They've only won four in league play, but you're not winning those four games if Jalen House doesn't go off and, and kind of uh, do the spectacular that he can sometimes do. But the Lobos, to have a chance, you need those two guards getting into the lane and, and kind of putting pressure on the opposing team, but also drawing fouls. They get so many of their points when they're good. They get so many of their points at the free throw line because teams can't guard them without getting their hands all over them and, and being physical with them. So that's a big part of their game. When they aren't getting to the free throw line, they don't have much of a chance to win. Jeff, we're kind of up against it, but I wanted to ask you, uh, for the passive college basketball fan who doesn't know all the intricacies of the Mountain West, what's an underrated storyline that people can look out for? Yeah, I, I think that like the, there are a couple storylines that I would throw out there really quickly. I would say, first of all, UNLV playing in their home arena. Um, every year people talk about that being this big advantage. I don't know that it has ever statistically proven to be the case right. they rarely win in that tournament but this year they have a chance and they're with the first year head coach and kevin krueger i think the lobos do have part of that underrated storyline with um two sons of nba players and the son of a nba or ncaa hall of famer in rick patino's coach as richard patino and jamal mashburn jr and jalen house the son of eddie house like those three keys are people that outside of the mountain west they know those names because they're in the NBA and, and the college basketball Hall of Fame. So I, I think New Mexico does have one of those stories. But really, I think Wyoming, if they can pick it up again, I think they might be the, the kind of under-talked-about-at-this-point um, talk, story that could, could rise from this tournament. After all the Kenny Pickett hoopla, did you measure your hands? <laughs> <laughs> I, I have not, but I, um, I can tell you that one of the, the largest hands in NBA history um, is Kawhi Leonard from the Mountain West, played at San Diego State. And yep. um, I have seen, you know, pictures and graphics of the actual size of his hand. And uh, just to keep it all Mountain West, Kawhi Leonard from San Diego State has one of the biggest hands I've ever seen in my life. I'm, a, I'm 5'11", 170, and I have the exact same size hands as Kenny Pickett. So <laughs> I, I, I wanted the media to back off of him at first. But now that I did the measurement, I'm like, you guys might be right. He could be in trouble here. <laughs> well, you can maybe you can play in the league. Hey, I got the arm, just not the knees <laughs> or the brain or the athletic prowess <laughs> and the hands and the hands. <laughs> Albuquerque Journal's Jeff Grammer. Thanks for being a friend, and thanks for being a friend of the show. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks. Have a good one. More sports adjacent talk when we get back. You're listening to take one day off, off. 95. Didn't you?
didn't you, friends of the show? <laughs> didn't you, loyal listener? You thought we are going to take one day off about talking about Aaron Rodgers. Nope. Nope. Here we are again. Welcome back to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Big shout out to Electric Playhouse. I absolutely love that place. I can just go there by myself and geek out. It's a lot more fun with friends and family, but you can just like go play games and just see like the most amazing digital art you've ever seen in your life and keep your ears open for our dodgeball and wiffle ball leagues. We're going to start soon at Electric Playhouse. Really excited about that. A study, and when I say study, the article literally refers to it as a semi-scientific Twitter study <laughs> found that Aaron Rodgers is the most despised person in the NFL, and it's not even close. <laughs> the numbers were phenomenally in favor of Aaron Rodgers being the most hated person in the NFL. So what they did was is they charted every negative mention for every NFL or NFL adjacent player. And then we got a top 20. And Aaron Rodgers is more hated, excuse me, disliked, disliked, disliked yeah. than the second place person by more than double. It, it looks like if you add up the next three people, it still doesn't add up to how many negative tweets he got. Yes. So negative phrases such as, I hate Aaron Rodgers, Antonio Brown sucks, F. Roger Goodell, Cam Newton is horrible, etc., included in a study that spanned the month of December. January and February were not included, so findings wouldn't be swayed by the playoff participants. So in this regular season, they charted all of the tweets about NFL players, and Aaron Rodgers was overwhelmingly the most disliked. I find that very Mikey, surprising. Do you think you could name anybody else in the top five? Top five most disliked players, considering the metric is negative tweets. Antonio Brown? Boom. Silver medalist. Number two. Number two. You know, keep going. Um, gosh, that's a Bill Belichick. Boom, three. <laughs> that's the next. This guy, this guy knows. This guy knows some negative tweets over here. Are you sending uh, these out, Mike? <laughs> Kyler Murray. Oh, he. If they wouldn't have done these in December, he would be probably in the top. Five. If it was just recently, yeah. I think he would be mentioned for yeah. sure. He's not even in the top twenty. So. Aaron Rodgers, Omer, overwhelmingly number one. Antonio Brown, solidly number two. Bill Belichick, number three. I didn't think this guy would be ranked this high, but Odell Beckham Jr., number four. And I think this person should be number one, but they're number five, Deshaun Watson. Oh, yeah, that yep. was my next one. So Aaron Rodgers is so high profile. He's everywhere in the media. Commercials, TV, game shows. He's everywhere. Mm -hmm. So obviously he's going to be more prominent. But disliking Aaron Rodgers more 
because he had weird views on vaccination. And then four players down is Deshaun Watson. Yeah. That's, with what he actually did. That's crazy. Allegedly. That's weird. Like, thank you. Allegedly. Allegedly. And this is where it gets funny. <laughs> After the top five, I think the top five is fairly obvious. Yeah. Odell Beckham Jr., I don't understand the hate. It's not his fault. Number six has the last name Mahomes, but the first name is not Patrick. Doesn't even play in the league. It's his brother. (laughs) The sixth most hated person in the NFL or NFL adjacent is Jackson Mahomes. He is such a douche. That he is the sixth most hated person in the NFL, and he's not in the NFL. That is hilarious. Uh, if they were to do this now, I believe Mahomes' fiance would be in the top ten, too. She's getting a lot of hate as she, well. Yeah, she's stepping her game up mm-hmm. for sure. That poor guy. <laughs> Wait, you know what? I think she's on this. Is she? Yeah, okay, there it is down here. I thought I saw her name. She is 17th. Brittany Matthews is 17th. That's crazy. So Patrick Mahomes' brother (laughs) is number six, and his fiance is number 18. This poor guy. Yeah. Thanksgiving must suck. Oh. (laughs) Did you see him? He was at a game courtside, and they read his lips, and they (laughs) – he told her to basically stop doing what she was doing. Huh. And she turned around and like made this face like, uh, like, oh, man. It's rough. Yeah. Oh, this poor guy. Tyreek Hill, I'm not sure why, is number seven. I know why. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Because he taunts when he scores. He does the He's peace talking. sign. A lot oh, of people okay. don't like that. Okay. Lame people. I Lame. Think. Yes, exactly. After Tyreek Hill, we got Roger Goodell. Duh. I thought he'd be higher. Same. Uh, after him, Baker Mayfield. I think Baker Mayfield should be ranked above Tyreek Hill. I don't yes. know why. Well, uh, his problem is he has more commercials on Sunday than anyone and plays the worst. His commercials are so much better than his gameplay. Yes. It's not even close. <laughs> yes. And here's a guy. In the 10 spot that I thought would be way higher, Dan Snyder. He's got to be very disliked. He's got to be in the dislike NFL Hall of Fame. All the Redskins, football team, commander stuff, all the weird sex stuff, Mm -hmm. all the email stuff. I thought he would be top five for sure. Actually, I probably would have bet on Dan Snyder being top five. Then we got Cam Newton. It's probably because his fashion sense is just too strong. Yeah, they don't – they don't mess with that. These are haters here. We're yeah. talking about haters. Jerry Jones, which, sure, every Cowboy fan hates him because of what he did to the team. Then we go Kirk Cousins. And then I don't understand this one. Josh McDaniels. What did Josh McDaniels do? What? He seems nice. Wow. Is it because well, he, he he used to be a, a coach who at Denver, and when he was there, he pitted people against each other. Mm-hmm. He was uh, not good in the locker room, and he was the head coach. That that's the word from a lot of former players that played with him. Interesting. I didn't know he had that reputation. It was weird yeah. seeing him on here because he seems on the surface like a nice guy. 
After Josh McDaniels, we go Deshaun Jackson. I don't understand. Jalen Ramsey. And I think that's, that's just that's confidence and cockiness. That's right? all the same way with Deshaun Jackson. And, and Patrick Mahomes' fiance, <laughs> Brittany yeah, that's Matthews. Crazy. And then three guys that I can understand why they're on the list Richard Sherman, Ezekiel Elliott, Robert Kraft. Yeah. I see one of the main things on here is you, if you're a winner, they don't like you. Yeah. If Aaron Rodgers was an average quarterback, his dislikes would be right next to Kirk Cousins. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand why he's on here. Kirk Cousins did the COVID stuff too. Did he? Oh, yeah, that's right. At the yeah. beginning of the season. That's right. And his coach blasted him. So shout out to Aaron Rodgers. You got the MVP of dislikes as well. He wins everything. Congratulations man. on the field and off the field. You get a free punch of karma win. Yeah. He wins everything but the Super Bowl. Give him another punch of karma <laughs> enema for this victory. When we come back, the varsity of Caucasian stuff. <laughs> this is going to get good. This is going to get real good. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. <laughs> And we've done it, Robert. <laughs> we made it all the way to the end. To one of the varsities I'm most excited about. <laughs> I haven't had, like, I haven't been a Twitter with a varsity as much as this one. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Shout out to New Mexico Pinon Coffee. I brought some up. I should say down. We went south. I brought some down to Carlsbad. We had New Mexico Pinon coffee this morning to try to shake our hangover. Proud of what they do in the community. I'm proud that we get to have a part of it. Today's I-9 Varsity, and if you have a kid curious about sports or need something to do or a hobby, it's not just all sports. They will yeah. highlight your kid's strengths and... Teach them basically anything. Just give them a call. See what's going on. You go to LeagueOffice280 at i9sports.com. Go to i9sports.com. Search 280. The phone number is 505-312-4999. They do it right, and we are proud to be friends with i9. Today's i9 varsity, we're doing the varsity of Caucasian stuff. <laughs> Robert. You are a stand-up comedian. Yes. And for my money, you're the best stand-up comedian in town. Yeah. This is probably a reoccurring theme. Oh, yeah. So is this new <laughs> stuff that you've been thinking of during the show, or are you drawing from a well of stuff you've done bits on? Both. Okay. Both. Stuff's been coming to my mind. You want to kick stuff? off? Yeah. I want to kick off pretty, right. pretty strong. Okay. Hummus. Hummus? That, <laughs> is, a, that is a cockazoid thing, bro. You ain't lying. Hummus. I don't even know what hummus is. Hummus is ground chickpeas <laughs> mixed with tahini. And what tahini is is a mix of spices and ground sesame seeds and oil. You want to know how I know that? <laughs> Robert, because I love hummus. You, you want to know what the African-American equ equivalent is? Bean dip? Potted meat. Yeah, potted meat. Yeah. <laughs> All right, first on my I-9 varsity of Caucasian stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm starting off strong, too. Okay. Socks and sandals. Oh. Yeah, especially <laughs> if they're Birkenstocks. Yes. Yes, that's pretty strong. 
the uh, the Tevas with socks, the Birkenstocks with socks. That is a uniquely Caucasian thing. Yes, I've never seen it from any other culture. Yes, um, I'm coming pretty strong again. St. Patrick's Day. Oh, if you want to step up the last one, socks yeah. and Crocs. Socks. <laughs> That's next level. <laughs> That's next level. It's new though. That's new. St. Patrick's Day. Y'all get crazy. Okay, this is like a personal attack on me. <laughs> I thought this was going to be kind of generalized. Well, let me scratch off Prius. But I... <laughs> oh, no, that'll work. That'll work big time. How I about love, coffee? I love hummus, and I'm Irish, and I like to drink. Mike I... hit that one. How about coffee? Yes. Coffee, yeah. Yes. Like, not just coffee. All cultures drink coffee, drink mm-hmm. caffeine. Having, like, a pinkies out attitude oh, yeah. about coffee... Yeah. Like people who only go to Zendo Coffee downtown. Yes. Like that kind of. That's very aggressively Caucasian. It's on you. All right. Farmer's markets. Oh. Oh, yeah. I got to scratch that one off. You, that one? <laughs> <laughs> you already had that one? If you want to see every white person in your neighborhood, go to a farmer's market. I got one that you, you guys have probably forgot about. I never will. Earth Day. Look, I forgot about Earth Day. Earth yeah, that's Day, true. We we don't we don't play, we don't mess around with Earth Day. I never knew what Earth Day was until I had some Caucasian friends, <laughs> and they it was a big deal. Come plant trees with us, Robert. Exactly. I'm swinging the trees. All right. Don't throw your seeds away. What? <laughs> all right. Now here's my favorite. How are we doing on time? Two minutes. Yeah, about two minutes. Cool. Okay. Rapid fire. Being an expert in someone else's culture. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Happens all the time. Well, you know, the history of your people, Robert, let me tell you. <laughs> it's all started here right now. It wasn't that bad. Um, you can't even, <laughs> Not only do we culturally appropriate, we'll culturally appropriate telling the story. Yeah, yeah. It's like, no, Janice, you do not know everything about this culture. I got one. What's up? Film festivals, because white people don't like too many mainstream movies. They they always want to find the next <laughs> weird. Yeah, kind of, yeah. You know, You're talking about movies director. from other countries. Yeah. You're talking about director of spoken word operations, Jared Hart, <laughs> friend of the show, friend See of the show. Mean? Yes. Hey, directly to him right now. I'm gonna give you three real quick. Okay. Rapid Win- fire. Winter Olympics. Okay. Check. <laughs> Yoga. Check. Oh, that's a good one. And uh, well, actually, this is two for one. The show Friends and Sex in the City. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. No black people watch those. Because <laughs> most black people have taste. Yeah, that's why I don't watch Friends. If there's a show and you can tell me when I say there's no black people, there was one. Yeah, that's no. <laughs> have you ever watched Friends with the laugh track off? No, I've never watched Friends at it all. It's so creepy. Do a. When we're done here, yeah. pull up a YouTube video yeah. of friends without the laugh track. Without the laugh track. Okay. It is haunting. Yeah. <laughs> it is creepy. How about expensive food? Like overpriced food? Yeah. yeah overpriced food, yeah. whether it be a deli or a dinner. Yes. Yeah. This avocado costs twenty five cents. Right. Oh, yeah. El Mesquite. Yeah. I am not paying you sixteen dollars if you put it on toast. Shout out to Whole Foods and Trader Joe's. My goodness. People made them rich. Thanks to Star TV and Radio, Brandon Ortega, excuse me, KOB TV's own very Brandon Ortega for joining us today. Thank you to the Albuquerque Journal's Jeff Grammer hitting up with that 
Mountain West Insight. Really excited for the tournament next week. Opening drive's going to be at the tournament next week up in Vegas. So we're definitely going to have them on the show next week. Make sure you're checking out all things opening drive next week as they are live from Las Vegas. That's awesome. Jeff and JJ, they wouldn't take A. Marie. I don't know what she did. She might have warrants in Nevada. <laughs> but A. Marie will be here manning the controls. Robert, hell of a day, my man. Man, it's great to be back. Feels let's, good, doesn't it? Yeah, let's do it again Monday. We'll see you guys tomorrow at the Lobo game. Have a great weekend, Albuquerque. We out.